they've been doing counseling for some of the different Communitas folks. So if there's a need in your life uh, and you would like a mature couple that love the Lord and love people and are filled with the Holy Spirit to sit down with you, you might be willing and able to do that. So we bless Phil and Margaret, Grandpa and Grandma, and thank you for them. Thank you for their life. Thank you for the testimony of their years. The wisdom that has uh, been put into their hearts and that is being made available now to younger people who want to go where they've gone. We bless them tonight. We, we rejoice in them. They make us happy because they are so happy, so filled with love and filled with praise. We honor them tonight and give thanks for, for them and for people like them who, as they get older, instead of getting grouchier, they get happier. We bless them through our Lord Jesus. Do you know anybody who's old and just a little bit on the grouchy side? You know, a little, little bit on the grouchy side. You don't see that with them. They just got to live with you, Paul. That's, that's it. Because I am such a good dad that they just kick it. Is that it? Okay. Come on. Come on. Do your stuff. You guys want to stand or sit? You got any idea how good it is to be with you? <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. We love you all. Yeah. We're so encouraged by you. And I just, uh, I got to make an apology as we begin. I'm sorry to all of you guys and they don't make this kind of girl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd, we'd, we'd like to, uh, to just begin with just a note or two of song and uh, so far back you perhaps never heard of it. But we'll sing it anyway. Okay? It goes uh, something like... In freaking with Jesus, it's sweeter than the day before. In freaking with Jesus, I love Him more and more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me. And he's the one waiting for Every day with Jesus Is sweeter than the day before uh, We've got... Uh, uh, a little part of scripture that got a hold of us on our honeymoon. And uh, we just like to, some of you guys have heard this, but uh, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. Reading scripture again. No. <laughs> Somehow it gets inside you sometimes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> or is that what it means? You know. Well, it goes like this on this one. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Pardon me. That's you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chosen by God. And since God does that, He also said, I'll make you holy. You don't do it. He does. And then he said, you're not only love, you're dearly loved. Wow! Yeah! Every time we read that, we ought to almost say, you really mean that, Lord? <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah! And then he says, 
after the, the therefore, you know, really has to do with what comes after those three things. What were they again? Huh? God. <laughs> God's chosen people. Holy and, and dear love. Yeah. That's good enough. And enough to fill up your pockets you can go home. Delighted. Yeah. What he says there, because of that, therefore, you know, he says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. And, and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. you. <laughs> and you get <laughs> And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And, and let, let the peace of Christ, Christ rule, rule in your hearts. Since, since as members of one body, you were called to, to peace. And, and be thankful. Uh, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And, and as you sing songs, hymns, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God through Him. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Well, Phil says I have to go first. Is this on? Yeah, okay. So, um, after 62 year, years of marriage, I've learned to say, okay. <laughs> Not argue. <laughs> we are so blessed. We just can't praise the Lord enough for he, for who He is. Because He's the one that makes it possible. And, and our hearts are full of joy and thanksgiving. And... Um, it's kind of a hard night because usually when we share, I love to share and share about the good things the Lord has done, but I don't know if it's Paul's idea or whose idea, but anyway, he wanted me to share a little bit about some of the hard things. And I don't like to share hard things very well. It's not easy. Uh, but maybe it'll be of an encouragement to some of you. And um, it uh, happens to be about my childhood uh, when I was living on a farm in Iowa. And um, I would hear, I would, I would hear, oh, now you can, now you can hear, right? <laughs> I would hear the animals crying, and, and, and I, I would crawl under the bed because I was scared. And it was because my, of my father's uncontrollable temper. And uh, I had to live with that from the time I was, I can remember. And uh, I was afraid. And um, and he would take it out on my mother and on the animals, not on our three children that we had in our family. I was the youngest, and the other two were much older, so were gone most of the time. And I was kind of all by myself and really frightened. I remember getting under the bed and just wondering what was going to happen next. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, um, that... Uh, was part of what God had in store for me, I think, so that I could be compassionate. And and also, uh, you know, a lot of people go through divorce and things like that. Well, I was determined no one's going to find out about my parents and nobody would know. They would, wouldn't get a divorce or nobody would know about it. But when I went off to St. Old College, I um, 
got a letter in the mail and uh, it said that my parents were getting a divorce. A little louder. I still, oh, I'm sorry. Like this. No, no, okay. All right. The letter said that my parents were getting a divorce and I thought my world was coming to an end. Now that was a long time ago and I know that's a lot of divorce right now. At that time there wasn't so much divorce and I just thought, I didn't know how I could, how I could uh, stand that. But I had Christian friends who helped, helped me to see that uh, I could take it to the Lord. He was still with me. It would be okay, and uh, and that helped me a lot. But I determined no one would know about it because if they knew about it, uh, well, in those days you just didn't do those things, and so I tried to hide it. But um, you know, the Lord showed me that uh, I was supposed to be honest and tell people and and share uh, what had happened and uh, pray for my parents and and. Uh, I, I felt I, God was calling me to be a missionary from the time I was five uh, in our church there in Iowa. We had a missionary from China come through, and and uh, I just knew at that time, God was speaking to my heart, I was going to be a missionary. Oh, no, can I be a missionary? How can I be a missionary now with this happening in my life? And uh, I realized it's, it's, uh, that's not what makes a missionary, to be perfect or try to be good. But uh, it's a knowing the Lord who is with you at all times. And uh, he certainly proved himself faithful. And uh, through the years, uh, I, I just learned to wait on the Lord. And, and uh, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, how I'd get to college or how I'd get to anywhere because of, of um, not having funds. But God was faithful. I was able to get a scholarship to go to the University of Minnesota and get the uh, and go into social work, but again the Lord said no, that's not what I want you to do. And uh, so my religion prof at uh, Saint Olaf was in charge of starting new churches, and he said I want you to go and work for me in, in a place called Oak Knoll. So I said no, no I can't. I'm sorry. I I'm not going to give up this scholarship also. I was going to be resident head of one of the dorms. I didn't have any board and room. Everything sounded wonderful. But uh, he said, pray about it. When I prayed, God said, go to Okno. Just those four words, go to Okno. I said, no, Lord, that's not making any sense. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'd heard from other people that that was a really hard place. You don't want to go there. I said, that's right, I don't. <laughs> I felt like Jonah. I don't want to go there. And why do I have to go there and, and uh, give up, you know, that scholarship? That's not really crazy. And uh, But anyway, I didn't have peace until I said, okay, Lord, I will go there. And um, so I went to Okno. And uh, <clears throat> one of the first days, or first days I sang, uh, a church and uh, the company said, what key do you want me to play it in? And I thought, wow, she's a musician. And uh, invited me to choir practice and, and uh, oh, that was kind of fun. And and uh, then afterwards I was helping uh, with the dishes afterwards and all the young girls were telling me about this young guy that they knew and it sounded like everybody was going with him. And so I thought, well, even if I meet him, it won't make any difference, I guess. So. I uh, kind of forgot about him until uh, a couple weeks later, this uh, young man happened to come home from uh, his college where he's going up in northern Michigan because he was um, the president of the Minneapolis Lutheran League at that time and had to preside at the convention. And so we all got in the car. In those days, it was fun because you didn't have seatbelts and you could just pile full. I don't know if there was 20 kids in that one car. Anyway. This guy was the driver, and we were all singing choruses, having such a great time. All of a sudden, it was quiet, and nobody sang. And the driver and I started singing the same song in the same key, the song we just sang for you <laughs> tonight. And that was, um, the Lord was uh, in that. And uh, we, uh, I don't know how many years after we got married, but anyway, it wasn't too long afterwards. And 
Then he went through college and seminary and he went to the mission field and and uh, God has been so good to us and uh, permitted to permitted us to to uh, come and help tell the story. <laughs> uh, really, I just want to say too that my um, my father. I have to end that story a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of John Kittleson. He's been at the Holy Spirit Conference. He lives um, over in Decorah. And uh, he knew about my dad, who's living in Mason City, and, and knew that my dad, I would talk to him and he'd say, no, I can't be a Christian because I'm not good enough. I, I've done too many bad things. And, and, and I realized then that his anger actually came from when he was in Norway, he grew up in Norway, and, and uh, his father had three sons. The oldest one got the farm. The second one was my dad. The third one was too young to go to America. He sent my dad to America when he was 16, all by himself, with, uh, and he had to work hard. He got sent to North Dakota, uh, married my mom, and they had a couple of children out there. They had to carry all the water, I mean, haul all the water. It was just a really tough life. And uh, he was just full of anger that had not been uh, because of that, I think. And uh, he uh, ministered to him. John Gittleson ministered to him. Because he said, well, I'm too bad to be a Christian. He would tell me, I can't believe in Jesus. I mean, I can believe in him, but he won't accept me. He wouldn't take that. And so that... Uh, night when John Kittleson came over he received Jesus and I know he's in heaven so that beautiful ending of that story before Phil comes up I just want to ask a question she felt the shame of being in a family that was broken and uh, it took a while it took years for her to be to come to a place of healing. It didn't, didn't happen for quite a while, did it? So, uh, I want us to pray for those of you who are in homes that have experienced that kind of breaking. How many of you have grown up in a broken home or experienced that? Looks like about a fourth to a third. <clears throat> I know that Probably many of you have dealt with this and have worked through it, but for some it may still be unfinished business, maybe areas of anger, disappointment, hope, destroyed or denied, and uh, plans change. So what I'd like to do is just to have prayer for those who had a similar situation, uh, divorce in the home. Raise your hand again, and those of you around them, just put your hands on them, and let's let's pray for those. You know, we can pray for them, but there are people that didn't raise their hands, but their life was probably just as miserable because they were living in a family that was like it. They were divorced. They were living separate lives, and the family was shattered, even though it wasn't divorced. So we pray for them as well. Now, as we think of the children, and I want to say to you, and I hope you know this, that it wasn't your fault that your parents got divorced. Sometimes children take it upon themselves. It's something, it had something to do with me. It didn't have anything to do with you any more than it had anything to do with Margaret and her parents' divorce. It was an issue between her father and her mother. It didn't have anything to do with three children. This had nothing to do with you. And for any of you who are carrying any weight, any feeling of shame for that? In Jesus' name, we pray a lifting of the shame. If you are wearing any clothes, any old clothes of that situation, that we pray for a lifting of that. In Jesus' name. 
We pray that where you were robbed, where you were robbed of a childhood, a part of a childhood, where you were robbed of joy or peace of mind, or where you had to grow up too fast, where you missed out, we pray that the Father would return that to you. That you have a right to ask for justice in that situation. You have a right to say, Father, you return to me what I didn't receive as a child. And give me now what I need, my quota of love and affirmation. And expect God to uh, grant it to you. We lift any sense of heaviness off your shoulders. Just touch their shoulders now. Press down a little bit on their shoulders. We lift from your shoulders any sense of accountability, of responsibility, of fault, of shame. Just lift your hands off now. Let, let them feel that release. So that you may walk away from this, but that is a part of your history. And here's the good news. When Josh McDowell was being interviewed on the radio and uh, telling about his alcoholic father, and they said, boy, it sure sounds like you have the wrong father. He said, not at all. I had just the right father. And because I learned to respond rightly to what I, what I experienced, God has used that in my life in incredible ways. God will use this in your life in ways that he couldn't have had you had the perfect family. God overcomes evil with good and he uses you to do it. He uses your outlook. And so we put faith in your heart now. We bless you with faith that God will overturn evil with good and he'll make something really good out of this. Yes. Just like Margaret, I've heard her share testimony before, once at our church about this. She's using evil for good. The Bible invites you to overcome evil with good. And we bless you with the courage and the faith to do that. And Lord, if uh, there are things that people have heard yeah. that they shouldn't have heard, uh, heard I was standing by that speaker, and when I heard Paul say, you can't hear louder, well, my ears hurt because I was right there. Now, I, I didn't know that all of a sudden we were going to hear the speaker even louder. And I went outside, and I, I just heard that, that prayer. Whatever your ears had heard that you did not want to hear, yeah. that your ears almost hurt, and actually your heart hurt, your mind hurt, your heart hurt. And you maybe had bad dreams. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Healing for the past, what they heard, what they didn't want to hear, what they shouldn't have heard. That, that pain, that grief that they went through. Father, in your mercy, yeah. your hand of healing, Lord, for ears, for hearts, in Jesus' name. Amen. If any of you would like to meet with, like I said before, with Phil and Margaret, to talk over that issue or any other issue you're welcome to. If any, anybody knew that didn't sign this? Anybody knew that didn't get a chance to? Okay, let's send it, send it back there and then out there.
If I had a chance, it would um, be to kind of brag about you for being here and for communitas. Uh, I really don't know if you understand what a, what a tremendous opportunity this this place is for you. Don't tell me that you know. I mean, in contrast with, you say, all right, okay, the other opportunity aren't quite like this at all. Okay. You got me with that. But when I look at it through, pardon me, a few years, uh, you know, I look at, this is fantastic and you're making it so and I tell you you make it by by wanting it by going for it by taking it eating it digesting pardon me you had the experience of people going to sleep in churches huh but you see, but here it, it's different. Good, that others are different. But you are making it different. By taking this word, you say, yeah, that's what it says. That's for me. You know there's a difference? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You're going to encourage the older people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, by doing it that way. Uh, yeah. I thought that I was going to be speaking to you about a, a certain subject, kind of. You see, watch out by, 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 about getting too close to the Lord, to His Holy Spirit, and so on. Because He just may shake you up and <laughs> change the direction of your car, or wherever, or however you're going. Because mine got shot. I mean, my my notes that just they don't work here. <laughs> what is it that I would have been sharing with you and talking about? Well, I I guess it's uh, almost put simply by a little conversation we had. A uh, little after the beginning time in the next room, we were talking with uh, two people there, or three, was it, Margaret? But anyway, somehow it just just happened to evolve that uh, kind of maybe a couple can talk about the same issue and get into a kind of a little argument somehow a different viewpoint or a different experience whatever it is I'm right and you know what you are <laughs> <laughs> incidentally I, uh, I've got a buddy back there in LA his name is uh, William Wong I'm right most of the time and he's Wong all the time <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Because the little book said, don't ever make jokes about other people's names. That's very precious stuff. But I think if my name were that, the last name, I think I could get a lot of mileage out of it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, 
But anyway, as we were talking, and, and, and this came up again, that people have different opinions, what can happen with that? Something can flare up. While they're making these discussions and explaining the little, uh, you know, what happened a couple days ago, or whatever it is, all of a sudden you can almost see the forms on some of the words that are used. You say, wow, do I sound that way? Well, you know what I would recommend if you want to do some growing in the Lord? And especially if it's a relationship that you have with someone, I would say, kind of get honest with yourself. And when any little issue comes up, you kind of just kind of ask, hey, oh, oh am I, am I kind of uh, lording it over the top of that person? One way or another, somehow, you and I have to learn how to grow sensitive. Able to kind of recognize what the evil one would use to kind of break you up instead of cement you together. It's a good word, Phil. You got to keep working at that all the time. Oh, you see, well, I'm not ready to get married yet. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I would talk about and preach about it. <laughs> and even when you do get married, you're not ready. <laughs> I heard in the last week or so, a couple different people almost intimating, well, it takes one year, and you know, for that, that love balloon to kind of lose its air. And somehow I in land. You go flop. No. It takes longer than that. You had better get it in your cranium that God put us together in a marriage situation so that we could not only begin early in how to make the marriage work, but to continue it on and on and on and on and on and on some more. Until we get to be how old is it? Oh, there we are. <laughs> Say, incidentally, uh, yeah. Uh, we're we're just uh, well. This is a year of our being together, 62 years. Yeah. You know what's so great about it? We we found out that it only you know at this age it only takes one minute to have your anniversary. <laughs> you know? No, it's official. They said, now listen to this carefully, that this is our 62nd anniversary. Sixty seconds, one minute, you out. Sorry about it. Sorry about that. If you have to get well by going to see your doctor tomorrow, too bad. But, um, but I, I say that, friend. Work at it. I mean, go after it. Okay, you aren't married now, but you've got close people who are mentoring you, or you fellowship with, whatever. Boy, listen carefully. For the chances are either to grow closer or 
the other direction. Guess what God's desire is? Uh, I'm ready to quit. Except you haven't heard the text yet. I thought that comes at the beginning of a message. Well, this one comes at the end. If, if you guys had Bibles, you know, stuff like that, I'd, I'd have you open them up. But, uh, the thing is, it's in First uh, John 4. 1 John 4, and it starts with verse 7. I hope you've got different translations than mine. Okay. So that's special for you, the way you Okay? Well, listen carefully. I'm going to try to understand my version. 1 John 4, 7. And it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. Pardon me? No limitations on that. Yeah, love one another. We can't say, except him, except her. No, 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 no excepts at all. And he says, For love comes from God. He's talking about the real thing. <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's the love we're supposed to be using. Not the stuff I crank up. Good. Nice. That almost smells. <laughs> now, you know, he says, everyone who loves has been born of God. You get loved from God so that you can love and that demonstrates to people around you've been there. you tasted it. experienced it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Born of God and he knows God. Pardon me, that word knows isn't kind of some information up here. It's an experience. He's experienced God. Yeah. Well, people want to kind of... Hey, hey. One, two, three. Four, five, six. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, you've been born of God and you experience Him. And people around you are going to smell that. Going to see it. You're going to say, hey, that person's different. And you're going to come, come over to you. Yeah. And they say, what makes you different? Well, it depends. And you start sharing. And what do you know? Jesus comes out before you know it. <laughs> Say, now I know what makes you different. And to continue on, it says, um, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God and whoever does, what does it say? Who does not love, oh, oh. Everyone who does not love does not have a relationship with God, does not know God. Because God is love. And he said, you know, it will that means you ought to be right next to him, with him, and he's in you and you and him. Hey, the stuff that's in God will be 
flowing out of you. <laughs> Hard you getting all the people around you wet. <laughs> A good kind. Yeah. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Pardon me, we're as good as dead then, before. But you get connected with God who's got the life of Him, then you come alive. Yeah. Wow. This is love. Not that we love God, hmm? but that He loved us. You see, I know that. I heard it before. Hey, have you been experiencing it recently? Huh? Yeah. You say, oh, he's good. Yeah. Pardon me. Get a little wild. It's okay. I'm fine inside of this room, this ranch, but uh, wherever you go, go ahead. You got my permission. Just get a little while. Okay? And uh, now, and yes, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Now, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Your sins, my sins. Yeah. There's a time, you see, friend, and we've got to be honest. I mean, honest with ourselves about our sinfulness and selfishness and crumminess and so on. But our sins are our sins. Well, he went and died for me. How could that happen? He says, news. You don't have to hardly make up for it. He did it. Come on. You see? Yeah. Now, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Uh-huh. No one has ever seen God. You know, he kind of cries. But um, if we loved one another, get, get a load of this now. If, if, if we, you and me, we love each other, then the people around us are going to see that. Uh-huh. And God lives in us and His love is made vibrant, visible. It's seen in you and me. Mm -hmm. See, is there a better way to get the gospel out? And have just a, yeah, right there, in front of people, a living video. You never go home and they say, you wouldn't believe what I saw today. I could tell you a whole bunch of stories. Well, Margaret and I walking in Japan to different places and being snatched almost literally like that off to the side. And people asking, what is it that makes you people so different? I say, you saw something? Oh yeah, we saw. You want to hear about it? Yeah, what is it? Guess what we tell them? <laughs> You'd never guess. <laughs> we say, he doesn't. We say, I can't. Laura, you can. Lord, help me. He's just glad to. Yeah. He comes in and goes, whammo. <laughs> yeah. You practically get hit like that with love. Because people haven't tasted the real thing. 
friend? You give him a chance. Huh? Through you? Through me. Uh, I got just uh, one word or two left here. Preaching, Grandpa. Preach it, Grandpa, she says. You want me to preach? <laughs> oh, You'd have to get me a pulpit and, uh, you know, something to stand on, you know, if I was going to preach it. <laughs> he already has you. Yeah. Thank you, Naomi. You're doing just fine, Dad. You're, You're doing good without the, the, all that other stuff. Okay, yeah. good. Definitely. Yeah. Well, the, the, the last... Uh, the new verse I want to have your eyes fastened on is 19. Hmm? You know that one, of course. We love because He first loved us. Pardon me, don't get that thing mixed up. Very dangerous. He didn't love us because we, oh, we like you. <laughs> Hogwash. We don't have a, pardon me, on a thimble full of, of real love inside of us, you see. Well, we're very clever on pretending and smiling and looking nice and saying the right things and so on. But I hate the person's guts. <laughs> I think I ought to just close. I didn't plan on this at all. But that guy is responsible for something. Uh, there in California, LA area, and he was, we were home on furlough, and um, I can par for course, you know, I sit in the front pew or second pew there, you know, and I look up and I'm smiling away, you know. I'm not listening at all. That's just fake, you know. Really on the inside, unconsciously, understand? I look back at it now and realize what was going on. But I say, not unless I hear real horse talk. Do I know that if the guy is real, do I have ears to listen to what he's got to say? And what do you know? The guy's speaking, preaching, and telling us how he goofed it last week on something. Oh, all of a sudden, I'm listening. And he, he says about this and that, the problem, and I think he was looking right at me, and knowing all about me, because he was saying, yeah, you're the kind of driver when a guy, another driver cuts in front of you and like that, you go, <laughs> Well, I, I cover up mine. People don't know that. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm real nice on the outside. But inside, man, that's what I felt. <laughs> I thought, wow. God, God really knows what's going on with me. And he used a guy to speak directly to me on that. And you know what happened? On the way home, I hadn't even been two blocks from church before you hit Western Avenue. And here, the same thing happened again. The guy cut right in front of me. And I was ready to, you know... Nothing came out. I think, oh, God, you're in this, aren't you? And he came in on And then he said, Give him what you heard today. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm supposed to bless him. Lord, bless him. Bless him good. Lord, I, I don't know what's wrong in their lives, but bless them. Do you know what? That little bit has turned my life around inside of the cars. 
And you can't tell me that God isn't interested in our details of our lives. The stuff we hide, the gooky stuff, stuff we're ashamed of. That's why I say, get started. Or keep being started every day of looking at yourself honestly. You know, am I selfish in doing what I'm doing this way? Lord, could you show me please? And you just kind of give you a little nudge and says, yeah, you got it right. It's selfishness. Thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. I can't do anything to lot, Lord. I know I've tried. Lord, help me. I can't. You can. Please help me. You know what? He answers every time. He delighted in that. When he sees that kind of openness and honesty, it means he's got access and he knows that. And so he comes. And he comes, does not come to bang us on the head, he comes to pour it on our hearts. I know, Phil, you're weak, yeah. But that's why I sent my son for you. So you can receive forgiveness for the sin and strength delivered differently. a little bit at a time usually and Margaret and I have discovered that yeah, we do need a longer period of life so we can keep on working on the junk <laughs> and let the Lord in to shovel it out yeah. Yeah. Right there. clap if you want to put your hands out Put your hands out like you're receiving. And in your heart now, just acknowledge something where, where you know there's an offense in your heart, where there's an irritation, where you experienced something recently in a relationship, where you find that you're often impatient, or you're often pushy, or obnoxious, or overbearing, or something that affects someone else. Few of you are in a marriage relationship, but you're in relationships. And you see where you are weak. And in your heart, just acknowledge that. God's not going to beat you down, but He wants you to be able to say, "I Here it is. Here's where it is. Yeah. 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 Relationship with your father or your mother, siblings, brother, brothers or sister, sisters. My siblings and myself, we remember and we're so thankful, Lord, that our parents, my mom and dad sitting here, were not afraid to say, I'm sorry and will you forgive me. Lord, you taught them that, and that was the great example that we remember. And that was a joy. That was a joy to us because then we knew that when we failed, not if we failed, when we failed, that was the example we had, that the Lord forgives, that we can say, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I was wrong. Lord, this day, this night, 
soften our hearts. And today, as you say in your word, today when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You have softened our hearts tonight, Lord. And we want to say thank you, Father, for your forgiveness for each of us. And thank you, Father, that you give us the strength to forgive others. It's your, by your Holy Spirit. You are so gracious and merciful. We love you, Lord, and we're thankful that we are your children. You are so patient and loving towards us. So we do thank you that as we acknowledge in our hearts areas where we react rather than respond, we hold that up before the Lord. We invite Him to change that like He apprehended Phil on the way home from church. He can do it with us. He can change us. The Bible says He changes us from one degree of glory to another. Lord, would you change that thing that we have held up before you now? Allow us to see in the days ahead something different. Just as Phil saw something different in a matter of minutes. Like you said, I can't, but you can. That's really wonderful. That's the grace of God. Grace is the power to do what God wants us to do. So we receive your forgiveness, and with that, we receive your love and pour it into our hearts now. As best you can, just let it happen. Just let his love come in. You can't make it happen, but just... Just be on the receiving end, kind of like breathing it in. Just breathe in. Let Him love you. Just breathe it in now. Breathe in. Now those of you that want to receive ongoing prayer, this room here becomes the prayer room. We'll have people stay in. I'm going to ask Phil and Margaret to stay in to pray, and others will be here. If you desire ongoing prayer, we'd love to pray with you. There's also food on the table. There's an offering plate. If you're new, that's not for you, but it's for those who consider Communitas their place, and they want to contribute to the food, to the missionaries that we send out. I don't know how much we gave to Jim, but that's what we do. We We give money to people. Yeah. Who, are, who are going on trips. So um, that's where all of it goes. Yeah. Except we bought this today. Thanks for buying this. We got a, a new stand. It's not flimsy, but it doesn't fall on when you lean on it. No. Just so you know, the way he is right now, he is all day, every day. I mean, he's this way at breakfast, he's this way at dinner, he's this way in the car. And so, yeah, feel sorry for me, don't you? Yes. So, I'm going to speak the benediction to you. The benediction is not just a way to end the meeting, but it's a way for God to put his name on you put his nature on you, to give you his peace. When God says, peace be with you, that's what we get. They're not just words. It's action. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. It's like you see his face and you say, that gives me peace. the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Next week, the guy over there, Bob, Bob. is going to be sharing with us. Okay, Bob, we look forward to that.
Let's say thank you to Phil and Margaret. Okay. Hang around as long as you want. We'll be here. Oh, yeah. oh, turn it off. Something I don't know how to do. I'll pause. <laughs>